a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode 43 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast coming to you live in the AM hours. So we'll but see. But not if we're... live if you're listening to this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I see I, I see a little thing that says live, so I like to say that we're live. It's always or live watching it or watching it if you're Clubber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you're Michael Clubber, you're watching it. We'll you see have how special sharp abilities. We are. Usually we're in the afternoon. We've had our, we've had our day going. We still have some day to come. Now this is the first thing we're doing today. Yeah. See, Father Sean's yawning. Nolan's not responding. <laughs> and I'm probably the most awake person right now. You are the most awake person. This is like late for me. This, yeah, that's right. You have children. I mean, I, Fa- Father Sean gets up early some days. I get up early most days. What? What's? I just wh- today was the day that I. Uh, it wasn't for this. I wouldn't have need to get. Well, up what's early. the earliest uh, like mass you have to say? Six forty-five. Oh, that's tough. So what time do you wake up for that? No, hey, no. <laughs> uh, I wake up usually at, at at six for that mass, for that mass, yes. And then I try to wake up seven when I have either the nine o'clock or the twelve ten on the other days. I try to wake up at seven, but I'm in so. Central Time, so that's what that's my excuse. Yeah, you're you're yeah. you're you're an hour ahead of us, so you have. Uh, all the excuses you want to use. But last night I had a meeting with, I was praying about starting like a men's group, but I didn't know how to go about doing it. And then this guy was like, I kind of want to start a men's group. So what we're going to do is we'll go to dinner on Thursday nights so we can watch football. Nice. And then each week, each month, each month I'll invite someone new. So now we're up to four people, including me. He wants to make it like the 12 apostles. (laughs) It's a recurring theme. Football. Yeah, we we and eating wings. Um, did you watch the game last night? I watched the first half, and then um, uh, then we moved to a different location, and it didn't have a TV. But I'm happy that it helped your fantasy team. It did, but it didn't help as much as I had hoped it would. But your quarterback scored more than his quarterback, so you should be fine. And my running back did fine, so. Yeah. It's it's a winning I'm in situation, Nolan, in case you're wondering. Oh, it's like that, huh? And I... <laughs> you like that, huh? I like that. And I know nobody listening cares about my fantasy football team, so we should move on. They're waiting with bated breath to hear all about it. <laughs> so hopefully... This episode is released in some type of sequence in the next couple weeks. What do you think that's going to happen, Father Sean? It will be released like in a few weeks after this. You mean? Yeah. Yes. Like, will this be released before Christmas? Yes. So I promise that this will be released before Christmas. Awesome. So it'll be our gift. And if it's not, I'll just edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> so then we'll have to have an Advent episode then. Yes, we will have to have multiple Advent episodes, hopefully. 
I think if this is going to be released sometime before Christmas, there's a good chance we can only fit like one Advent episode. We gotta get one <laughs> an Advent uh, episode. Cause uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it all plays out. You just, just admit though, Father Sean, that as the what's your title then, the general manager? Well, technically, I think I'm the owner again since I paid a bill. Let's just say that you're pulling a Wilpons on us. I'm being cheap. No, I'm not pulling a Wilpon. I'm just being negligent. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that. I think that falls. They, up. they don't spend money. I I spend money, but I'm just being negligent. I think they're negligent too. They're negligent they're and cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm just yeah. negligent. You're only one. Of, you're only one of their negative things. I'm like James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks. There you go. I spend the money, but don't really care about the product. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least you admitted it. People know why. <laughs> But I'm not playing any games, so you should be happy about that. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, that you're actually. Yeah, I downloaded another game where you have to try to like you like draw, and it fills in the middle, and you have to try to take up the whole map as other people are trying to like cut you off and knock you off the map. It's very addicting. This is a fun game, though. What do you say? It's like a mobile game. It's a, yeah, it's a mobile. It, for all I know, you're in our parents' living room, so you get a sports center on right now, and you're just looking at that. We don't know. I'm trying to. See, I have Boomer and Carton on. I'm trying to see the. But I can't uh, hear what they're saying. Trying to see so the uh, reflection in your glasses, but I can't. I don't know. think you have Boomer and Carton on unless it's a repeat from years I do. ago. I mean, Boomer, not Boomer, Boomer <laughs> Geo. Carton's going to jail. Yeah, you got to pray for him. Oh yeah, man, that's a that's a sad, sad situation. Yeah. By the way, can I can I interject with something completely different? Why not? That's what we do here at the Untitled <laughs> yes. Plastic Podcast. I tried I tried a, a, a new risky drink the other day. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I like that we should call them risky drinks. I actually... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we gotta trademark that. Risky drinks. <laughs> But what would, what, would, what would qualify as a risky drink? Like anything outside of the ordinary? Like anything that doesn't sound drinkable, like mushroom? <laughs> I mean, celery soda, celery that's soda, risky. That's, a, that's risky. That is a risky we, we, drink. We could have a whole like scale, like risky, like riskiness level. Yeah, like like the whole, like, the, remember when they, they had the... Uh, it's an orange level. Like, yeah. nobody knows what that means. Like, it's orange level, so be careful when you're traveling yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> right. A risky, risky level. So, like, you know, like a one would be, like, I don't know, like like a, a, a weird, like, like a cherry soda from, like, or a strawberry soda from, like, the dollar store. <laughs> yeah. And like a, but, like, a ten, a 10 would be, like, I don't know, one of those... Four locos or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Risky at probably multiple levels. Probably yeah, tastes weird. It probably tastes like gasoline. No, I, I just uh, well, and I think risk like the, drinking the uh, worm in a tequila bottle. That's a risky drink. <laughs> that's, a risky. that's a risky drink. Yeah, yeah. Or like snake oil. That's like eleven. <laughs> I or think a strawberry fago from the dollar store is a one. <laughs> So what was your risky drink? Well, yeah. So I got a. It was it was a watermelon, lemon, honey, ginger drink. Interesting. Like 
Yeah. And then the, the ginger part is what, like, like I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, watermelon, lemon, honey water with ginger. And it was like, but this thing was ginger based. Like, it was. Yes. Uh, and once you put ginger in something, it then becomes ginger based. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was weird. It was, it was not like a normal drink, um, but I kind of liked it. It, it was like, it like burns your, your throat while you're drinking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like stuff with ginger too. Yeah, I like I like lemon, ginger, and cayenne pepper drinks. Wow, I don't know if I would do that, but that's even uh, more risky. They, <laughs> you just don't yeah. seem like the ginger would go with the watermelon. It, ginger goes with everything. Well, I'm convinced. Of apparently, it. so that that drink. If you can eat ginger while you're eating raw fish, ginger goes with everything. It kind of cleared my sinuses, actually. It's kind of yeah. Let's see. What was that? Well, who made the drink? It was called like watermelon works or something like that. <laughs> that sounds that makes it riskier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like water works, you think you might have problems after you drink. <laughs> I wish I uh, started a company. Watermelon works. That just sounds fun. That sounds like a fun place yeah. to work. I want to work there, and I don't even know what it or, is. Or watermelon works would be like a division of risky drinks. <laughs> it's under the Sani. Yeah, the Sani's the company, but Watermelon Works is a subdivision. Mm. The Department of Risky Drinks. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Do you have any news, Nolan? That pers- personal life news? Anything exciting going on? Um, no. But I mean, who knows? By the time this gets released, all kinds of stuff <laughs> could happen. By the time this gets released, Ricky will be coming, right? That's true. Yeah, he's coming on December 12th. So if you're listening to this on December 12th, or before that, come to uh, St. Agnes Cathedral, young adults, for uh, a mass with Bishop Barras and our boy Ricky Vasquez. And if you want him to be your friend, bring him a Topo Chico. A one on the risky drink scale. And if he wants you to be his friend, he has to bring you a Topo Chico. You know he's That's right. you know he's staying with the Moncadas, right? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's an MTV show waiting to happen. How did how'd you foist him on them? <laughs> he he was all about it. I mean, unless he was just being super nice. That's the word he <laughs> yeah. Joe got foisted by Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Bamboozled. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. That's not true, because Joe knows Ricky. Yeah, no, that's and that's the only reason I felt comfortable he, asking him, because you told me he knew he knew him. Yeah, he's fully aware of the risks involved. Yeah. <laughs> but since there are risks But no involved, risky drinks involved. No risky drinks, but since there Plenty are risks, risks involved, therefore he was foisted. <laughs> all all the risk, none the drink. <laughs> all the risk, none the drink. <laughs> I probably since we're laughing, I'm probably waking him up. Right now, oh. that's all right. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Father Sean, anything new with you? Uh, I did pastor training recently. Does that mean you're gonna be a pastor? No, it doesn't mean any of that. <laughs> Just it was the fourth component to a three-year program. They added this and they made it like if you do this, then you don't have to do it when you become a pastor. So it's like highly recommended but not required how long was it it was three days and huntington yeah i got there tuesday afternoon and i left thursday afternoon oh wow 
But you learn. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of theoretical stuff. Like how to talk to people. Conflict management. Basically, like if somebody, if like they, they made us do an exercise during one of the talks about like uh, the DRE in your parish keeps all of his files in your office. And you asked him three times if he can move the files and he hasn't moved it. So now you go in there and you want to let him know that uh, the files are bothering you, but you can't go in there and be like, hey, idiot, move the files. <laughs> so you have to say it like this. I, um, for me, it's very difficult to work around um, chaos. So I, it would be a lot easier for me to do my job if those files weren't there. And what if the person and then you still doesn't then do they it. come in they come in with excuses and then you have to listen actively listen to them to try to hear through the excuses so and then in fire the playing scenario <laughs> well that's what I was like if I ask someone to do something three times I'm gonna sit down and be like hey what's up why 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 are these still here you still want to work here or not Bubba <laughs> but it's all about like oh so I feel. That when you interrupt me, that no, that you're not listening and you don't respect me. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like one of the whole sessions. It sounds that. like an episode of The Office. Yeah. It was basically the whole conference was basically like five episodes of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> it was as if all of us were Michael Scott and we needed to be not Michael Scott. Mm. That's hilarious. They assume that you were Michael Scott. Yes. And some may be, yeah. but <laughs> well, that's a good way of putting it. I would prefer if you didn't ruin my life the way you're doing so right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and need you to do something about that. I don't. I don't sleep at night in the in the rage I feel towards you. <laughs> Every day I come in and see these files, it's another day I don't want to get out. So. <laughs> Uh. Someone's going to get hurt And it's either going to be me Or it's or going it's to be, be you. you But it is definitely going to be these files uh. Oh boy Let me tell you how your files make me feel Like I just don't want to go on anymore <laughs> Like you, I have no reason to live Do you have an assistant, Nolan? <laughs> what an awful segue Hey Nice segue. No, I'm just, I'm just curious. Are you asking because you know the answer to this question? No, I, I, I honestly don't. I, I actually do. We, we, uh, uh, Liz Teixeira is the assistant director. Not the assistant like you guys, to the director. You guys get along. <clears throat> we get along very well. She's a rock star, and um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it anything without her. She's, she's great. Okay, so that's good. Not not that we use. I don't want to say I wouldn't be able to do anything without her. That sounds really pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> but she, she having an assistant gives us the potential to do some really awesome stuff and to to do even more, um, you know, from that office. So, because that's that's a change of pace for you. You've you went from being the campus minister with teammates, but not necessarily someone to manage, right? Well, I don't. I mean, even though like. I mean, for, for like, you know, all intents purposes, technically speaking, I'm like overseeing, but like we, I very much think of it as like a team relationship. Oh, that's because you're, 
you're you good know, at your job. She's part time. I'm full time, but um, you know, it's uh, are you it's saying you're better time. than her then? Um, if uh, if that's what you got out of that, then um, <laughs> you need to go back to pastor training. <laughs> <laughs> I feel by you calling me part time that you don't respect me. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. That's probably been uttered before to somebody. <laughs> it's not more than It's once. not politically ter- correct to call them part time. Right. Yeah. You have to Jeez. call them non full time. Not yeah. Non full timey. How, how about you, Justin? What's new in your life? Um, it's a good question. A lot of things. I'm going on a. T- I'm leaving for a tour today with Chris Tomlin. Oh, Chris Tomlin. Figuring out uh, marriage. What, what, and... what, what good grassroots Christian song is he stealing this week? Yeah, that's a good... Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he's claiming all Christmas songs on this tour. <laughs> he wrote, wrote them oh, all? Oh, yeah, he wrote Oh Holy Night. and. <laughs> I've been working on this new song for the last year. Just in time for the Christmas season, which yep. is officially started, because I'm Chris Tomlin and I said so on November 30th. <laughs> this song is called The Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> it's about when I was a kid and I would play the drums. Little Drummer Boy. I would always play the drums for Jesus when I was a little boy. So I had this inspiration to write this song. <laughs> I've officially Chris kicked off the Bing Bong Christmas, so that's exciting too. Wait, you were kicked off? No, no, I... I, Oh, you kicked kicked it off. off. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was your event. How could you be kicked off of it? So we did the Dancing Lights of Christmas last night. Um, Not nearly as fun as last year. We kind of tripled the group and it made it less fun. That's what happens when you try to force things. No, I didn't... It was was very much not... Not trying to be forced at all. It was... we wanted all the OGs to be there, but you just hear uh, exciting stories and people just want to be a part of it. So the dancing lights of Christmas, the the Bing Bong calendar is off to a rough start. I'll say that. What else you got planned? I, wait. Uh, we're gonna watch the. We, oh, I, I guess it, it, it. This is the second event. We watched Jingle All the Way, which was a great success. So we're one for one. Next, we're uh, they're they're doing Hanukkah nights. So for eight nights, we are gonna. Well, I'm, I'll probably be at two of them, but people are gonna host and then tell stories about God in their life, which I think is actually a very nice idea. That is a nice idea. Sure. So I'm gonna host one, and uh, I'm probably gonna talk about the Eucharist. Ooh, boom. The real presence of God in your life. So, that will be but, fun. And, and, but you're going to say, but first I'd like to show you this presentation from Formed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna show this is you. called Presence by the Augustine Institute. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why don't you guys sit down and get comfortable, okay? Yeah. <laughs> sit down, yeah. It's not as funny as Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> However, that's actually not a bad idea to show a video. It's, but it is funnier than Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah. <laughs> Deck the halls with Danny DeVito. That, that's not a good movie either. So I will, by, by the time we record next, we'll probably have another, we'll have a Hanukkah night under our belt. We'll have another Bing Bong night. So 
That's my big focus. How about them apples? Sweet. Um, and I think the the biggest thing that has happened since we've last recorded, obviously, is the sad passing of Monsignor McDonald, which we were mentioned in the homily at his funeral, which was kind of crazy to think that we were a part of something that will last forever in the memory of Monsignor McDonald. And we were, we were actually mentioned, not the, not the title of the podcast. Fortunately, we don't have a title, so that... That's, it's but personally, less offensive. we were mentioned, and we were featured in Newsday. In Newsday, yeah. yeah. But again, not not with the title. Not with the title. So, it was. Um, I was fortunate. I was able to come home just for the funeral. I, I, Megan had to work and spend Thanksgiving in Nashville, which we were. We didn't even talk about Thanksgiving. I mean, what's really there to talk yeah. about? Yeah. Did you eat yeah. turkey? Yeah, I had turkey. With Father Lachlan and his family. Were you full by the end of the night? Yes, very. Then what else is there to know? You watched some football, I'm sure. Yes, watched some football and the whole thing. Um, That's Thanksgiving. So I was fortunate to fly home for the funeral and make it back in time for Thanksgiving in Nashville. So it was a bit of a hectic week. I took a few days to recover, but I think I'm recovered physically. Yeah, I was exhausted for the whole, like, the last few days. I just, I would fall asleep at, like, 9.30 at night. Yeah. It's pretty regular for me, actually, but. <laughs> I, before we move too far away from what you said about Newsday, someone legitimately came up to me and said, oh, yeah, they mentioned the podcast, but they didn't write. I said, yeah, but they didn't write the name. They were like, well, don't you wish you had a, 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 a title now? And I was like, this person doesn't get it. No. So so I did I don't talk to that person anymore. I deleted their contact from my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just I was gonna kidding. say that's cold. They probably <laughs> listen to this. I find it frustrating when you don't understand the jokes that we tell on the podcast. That's true. <laughs> but we digress. Yeah. Um I think we were going to say uh, we, we're going to dedicate the 50th episode to Monsignor McDonald. So versus kind of reflecting and sharing memories now, we feel like it would be fun to to do that as, who knows, maybe even, that's probably two episodes worth of things. Right, right. And we'll have, we'll have a few people um, come on and tell their story. Some private, uh, previous guests. I'm sure Clawberg will want in on that. I'm sure Father Duffy would probably like to be a part of that. Joe Mancata. Uh, Clawberg said that he already asked Father Louie to be a part of it. That Yeah, the only problem with that is Father Louie lives in Staten Island, and I don't know how good he is with GarageBand and Google Hangouts. Well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah. Um, Father Louie and... Bishop Brennan both gave very good homilies at the Mass of Transferal and the Funeral Mass, respectively. I I can't imagine that church being more crowded either. There was like twelve hundred people there for the funeral. There was around a hundred priests, and there were eleven bishops. And there were people standing on the sides all the way around the church. Yeah. It was very. Yeah, I, was, I think that was the craziest part to me. It just seemed like there was 
people everywhere. And like over a thousand people came to the wake both days. That's wild. Nolan, you were were you able to go to the wake at all or? Yeah, Justin, if you remember, I was at um the uh, the funeral mass, and uh, you know, I was actually planning on going to uh, the wake too to pay respects, and I, I just got caught up with work and um, didn't get there. Um, in fact, I I went there, but it was after um, the wake was over. I had the time mixed up, so I didn't get to go. So I was really grateful that they allowed people to pay their respects at the end of the funeral mass. Um, I thought that was so cool. But, um, the uh, what I was trying to say before is um that was by far the most joyful funeral mass I've ever been into in my life. Oh, yeah. And I can't, I can't imagine um, being in, in uh, another situation like that. Yeah. that We're not going to see anything like that maybe ever in our lives. That was incredible. Yeah. That, I mean, he's a legend. Yeah, Absolutely. He, uh, he. Uh, I mean, just so many people he influenced. Everybody has a Monsignor McDonald story. I mean, aside from just the funny stuff about like, you know, doing his his voice and and impersonating him, um, he like everyone has like a a Monsignor McDonald story that that means the world to them. It was interesting too because it like one of the things Bishop Barris said was how many different types of people were there. Mm. And and like how like yeah, that was good. Like people from his first parish were were. I mean, he well, he, his first parish he went back as pastor, so that's part of the reason why too. But I remember he came to um, a confirmation mass at Stony Brook with Bishop Brennan um, when I was still the chaplain there, and we went to Smithtown. Bishop Brennan, that was his first assignment. That's where I am now. And Monsignor McDonald has never been in Smithtown as a like officially as a priest. He's been there before as a human being. And we were going into a restaurant and this woman stopped us. So I'm assuming she either recognized me or Bishop Brennan, but it was him that they that she recognized. And she had some story. You know, I told the story about him right after he passed away. And this woman came up to me and, and told me how like she, he married her and like helped her husband when he was like having a hard time. And she like helped. He helped get her a job and all this other kind of stuff. It was just going on and on. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. And and I it's it's like with that like so like there was obviously people that have known him for years and known he's been a legend for years, but they shared a, a couple stories about how how he still like was able to impact young people. Right. Like there was still like young people in the parish who were inspired by him you know, right up until the, the point of his death. And that was incredible. Right. You, you, um, you had him speak to your eighth graders, right? Justin. Yeah. He, no, he came, he said that we had our youth mass that we used to do at six thirty, and he came and celebrated the mass and spoke, which though so it was the youth group as well as the eighth graders were there. And it was the kids would talk about that over, a lot of other homilies and talks and all that kind of stuff, just cause his, I think his authenticity. And then he stayed after for the youth group portion of it. I guess at that point it was just eighth grade that day. So for the religious ed portion of it and he loved it. So, but the kid and kid, the kids loved him. He, he, he spoke a little bit at the 
faith formation aspect, but just kind of watch me do what I, we would do. And it was great. And my, my last, it's kind of, I, not ironic, but my last memory with him is in his office where he wrote my wedding date in his book. Oh, wow. To, to think that he was, it wasn't the vocation he wanted for me, but, <laughs> but he was it's still, still part of it. So very much a part of it, obviously, but not, since he won't be there physically at the wedding, his, at least his handwriting is in the, uh, in the book. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I think we're like we said we're gonna save our stories and all that good stuff for a, a more grander episode, I guess you could say. But I think it's yeah. just in an inspire inspiring for me where I'm now kind of like on this inspiration to just tell people about my faith versus tiptoeing around it and trying to hide it or be politically correct and. But I think I'm I'm certain people in my life that I like have these conversations with. I, I think I'm now comfortable with his inspiration just to say what I want to say. Yeah. And obviously not offend anyone, but yeah, not to just, be mean. Not to no, be mean, but, but just to really in, just be boldly witness to the to the yeah. faith. Yeah. And and like I, I was talking to a friend recently about a bunch of stuff and I was I used Monsignor as an example or it's and I said that I'm of the personality because they know me well that I like I love Dunkin Donuts so I tell everyone that I love Dunkin Donuts and I like love air guitar and I love the Jets so I'll talk about the Jets and I'll talk about air guitar and I talk about all these things I love but I hesitate to talk about the church that I love mm. with like fear of offending people and I'm like I don't I don't I, don't, I think I'm done with that and like a after seeing his influence on people and the way he would conversate and how he would just spring into people's lives, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to tiptoe around. If if that's my personality and I do it in a true and genuine way, then why would I do that? You know. Right. Yeah. One of the things that they said at, at the, I, I, I think it was basically kind of said at every at both masses in one way or another. And one of the things he said to me, I think it was in his homily at my first mass and just in general was always preach the truth, both in season and out of season. And one of the things that I think people might, because he Monsignor was an expert at playing dumb and selling himself <laughs> short, but he was not dumb. He was no. very smart and everything yes. he did, even if it seemed dumb or it seemed like it, like he, he didn't know what was going on, uh, most of the time that was to then do something and make a point. And he was usually one or two steps ahead. Oh, yeah. Because I remember he was talking to someone and he kept asking them about confession. And I said, I, you said that already. And he looked at me, goes, I know what I'm doing. And then I just shut up and let him do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dolan, you made a point of just like how uh, just the importance that you kind of realize of a priest in your life, how that affects yeah. a, a, just your whole growth. Well, it was, or being, it was so, you 
like refreshing to me. I mean, I knew that about Monsignor, obviously. Like, if you would have asked me, even you know, well before he he passed, that you know, um, is you know how influential he was. I, I knew that already, but like just to kind of see all those people there and to see how many people, how many lives he touched. Um, just this one man, this one priest. It just um, it gave me a lot of hope, especially in the midst of like you know the state of the church right now and the the just the the crisis that we're in continued crisis like one priest one priest can um can really uh transform uh, a community can transform a group of people um can have more reach than you could have ever imagined and you know if 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 every priest you know is half as bold as monsignor was and half as um loved loved the 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 priesthood and that life as much as he did um oh my gosh like we really will have a new springtime and and think about this right um like thousands of people came like the whole town basically shut down for like four days or three days or whatever it was thousands of people came think about all the people that didn't hear about it that would have come if they heard about it. Think about all the people who couldn't come for whatever reason. They were away. They were somewhere else. They had something else going on, and they really couldn't get there. Think about all the people who have died that would have come if they were alive. So, like, he's had an impact on thousands of people's lives. Right. Like, so many... I mean, so many of the, so many priests... From what I hear, and I think you you can confirm this, Father Sean, so many priests are priests in part because of him. Right. Either he oh. gave them the push to enter the seminary or he gave them, yeah. like me, the strength to continue going. Right. Affirmation. Right. And But it doesn't stop there. Like, his, he's influenced, you know, as, as we said before, like, young people and married pe- couples and, you know, couples at their baptism and you know so many people that were you know like wavering you know with the church or so um, it's just it, it just it's the the priesthood is such such a gift and um when you have a good priest like monsignor mcdonald um what an what an incredible incredible grace that is and i think seeing seeing a lot of good priests like they were like father sean said there was a hundred priests there yeah like seeing uh, within that hundred, a lot of great priests was is also inspirational. I think absolutely, and 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 I think just him, him passing, you know, inspired a lot, a lot of, you know, priests. Um, and yeah, so, that, and so, I was thinking like, yeah, I really hope so. That, that's kind of a, a prayer, is that because within that hundred priests, there are some not as great priests, and you just kind of hope that you see these people that maybe they're tired they've been doing it for a while or they, they kind of came into or maybe that maybe they're younger and and like you know kind of uh kind of full of themselves and, and kind of yeah whatever taking, it may be you know taking a lot of things for granted like there's everyone can learn something from him right everyone can exactly. be right and then I, I just think like that that funeral you just hope that it was like a shot in the arm for everyone that was a part of it yeah yeah you know he he never he never took a day off as a priest <laughs> Yeah, he used to go on vacation to be a priest in another parish. <laughs> right, that was you vacation never see day. Clerics. Yeah, yeah. I only seen it. The only time I ever saw him not wearing clerics was him in the hospital. 
Wow. He he yeah. loved it. He loved that life. So Father Sean, you have to take the. Be one of many to take the torch. Well, I'm gonna do everything in my power and God's with God's grace. You you should have seen him the other night. He was on the street corner just shouting Bible verses to people. Yeah. Well, the first that, thing I, I ever that's... heard him say, he was giving a homily at the seminary. And he yelled trifles, trifles. He was yelling that up like I was terrified because anything done that's not for God is a trifle. My dear friends in Jesus Christ and our Blessed Mother. And then he went on from there. And I was like, poor I was, I just was looking and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this man? <laughs> but I had my attention and I still remember that. And that was like over 10 years ago at this point. Wow. Well, more of that to come. I'm, a, I'm excited to, to get people together to, to do that. Yeah. That, that to me that will never get old his stories and all that will just never I think he's going to be a saint one day that's I'm already starting to I think he already is a saint pray yeah yeah, yeah I any, mean any miracle any miracle I need he's my going to be my go to so well I, I want to write a letter to the Vatican so I'm going to say this one last thing and then I and then I'm done and hopefully by the time this airs, the problem will be solved. So I, he taught me to always have the oils in my pocket. Always. So wherever I go, I always have the oil with me. Right? And he gave me these, the three oils. So it has the oil of the catechumen, the chrism, and the oil of the sick. Right? In case I ever needed to confirm somebody on their deathbed, I'd be ready to go. Um, so he... He gave me those oils for my ordination. And I, we went, we cut down our tree. I had them in my pocket. I had it zipped up. I came back and I went to the movies. And I, I'm pretty sure I had them when I went to the movies. And now I can't find them. So oh my gosh. if everyone who hears this, if I haven't found them yet, hopefully can pray that I find these oils. Because I feel naked walking around without them. I borrowed Father Jeff's oils. He had... He had a few extras, so he let me borrow his. So right now I'm walking around with his oils. So throw a prayer up that I find mine. Yeah, because you know Monsignor McDonald's thinking, The movies! Yeah, the movies! You're, yeah. The you stupid the movie, film! You idiot! You didn't forget your popcorn, did you? <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> oh. Well, this I feel like it's, it's not even 8 o'clock, and I have a whole... The whole day left. Look at that. But really, it's almost nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the real I, I world, forget you guys are in. You guys are in the future. <laughs> we'll tell you what it's like. Yeah. Well, hopefully we could uh, record next week. And it's a lot like the present for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get that. <laughs> I don't either, but it sounded right. I liked it. <laughs> Risky drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless everyone who listened to this podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.